Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Maddie here. Welcome into today's Millionaire Mindcast. I got a great guest for you in my man, Mr. Rob Murgatroyd. Rob is someone that has run extremely successful masterminds and been a connector for high net worth individuals, peak performers, entrepreneurs for many decades. And it's somebody that I have a lot of respect for in terms of how he facilitates these things, what experiences he creates, what connections he cultivates, and ultimately how he helps people break through, not only in their businesses and in their bank accounts, but in their personal life, in their personal development. This guy is a personal development junkie, and you're going to get a little taste of exactly why he is so elite and great at what he does in today's episode. But before we dive in, just a little housekeeping, any of the links, any of the resources that we talk about in today's show will be at millionairemindcast.com in Rob's episode in the show notes. You can always check out the show description below if you're watching this on YouTube for all the links, resources, and downloads that we have available to you guys. My free real estate investing course, just text the word invest to 844-447-1555 if you want a free financial x-ray from our resident financial advisor, my co-host on Wealth Building Wednesdays, Mr. Brian Breedwell and his team. You can get one of those for free by texting the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. If you haven't taken advantage of life insurance, or the infinite banking concept, which so many of the wealthy individuals of the world do and have, and maybe you want to learn a little bit more about that, just head over to becomethebank.info, and you can check out what resources we have there. Set up a call time with Ryan. If that's something that interests you, of course, we have our Millionaire Mindcast swag, our Rich Life swag over at therichlifestore.com, so check that out. With that being said, I know you guys are going to enjoy today's episode in terms of anybody that's looking to really find a way to overcome where you may be at currently right now, or maybe something that's been holding you back and really break through to that next level, this is what Rob is elite at. So you guys are going to have some great insights, some great wisdom shared with you in today's episode. If you're new to the podcast, all we ask is that if you enjoy anything that we talk about, tag myself, tag Rob tag the show on social media, leave a review in iTunes, whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss another episode. But with that being said, if you are new, you got a question for me, you got a guest you want me to interview, uh, shoot me a text. I love connecting with you guys, 844-447-1555. We're all about being a whole life millionaire on this show. You designing and becoming the person that unlocks the life that you desire to have. And knowing that wealth, being rich, looks different and feels different, right, for every single person, we want to give you as much of the tools, much of the resource that you can gain and pull and integrate into your own life in your own journey based on where you're at and what you're looking to accomplish. With that being said, right, it's great to make a bunch of money, right, but we want to build a life far beyond what dollars can buy you. And yes, the commas and the zeros make sense, and we like to focus on that, right? But living abundantly and intentionally and purposefully in all areas of your life is equally as important for that happiness, for that fulfillment, most importantly, for sustaining and growing the wealth that you're going to make along the way. So with that being said, 
I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's dig into today's episode with my man, Rob Murgatroyd, right after this quick message from today's show sponsor. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. I'm excited to welcome into the show today, my man, Mr. Rob Murgatroyd. How are we doing, brother? We are doing good. How about you? Oh man, you know we're we're both here in Cali, so we're 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 doing the best we can. We got, of course, right a beautiful landscape and a lot of amenities, but not many of them we can use uh, to the full capacity. So just staying focused on what I can control and plugging away and spending lots of quality time with the family, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the truth, right? We're just we're sort of like looking at what it is that we can control versus what we can't because it will will go nuts if we start, you know, going down a rabbit hole of everything we can't do and the, you know, the insane hypocrisy of like, you know, we can eat outside, but we can't eat outside. We can eat inside, but we can't eat. <laughs> so we can get our hair cut, but you can't really get your hair cut. I mean, like it's it's insane. It's insane. It, it is insane. That's for sure. It's uh you know, the last year really um, was eye-opening on obviously many, many different levels. But I also felt like, you know, the the chaos got me more engaged in a way and really not just in politics or not just in, you know, my state or my community, but really engaged and in leaning into all aspects of my life, right? Is that something that you felt like you experienced uh, maybe on a, on a similar level in your own uh, 2020? Yeah, I, you know, it's... It, it is difficult to answer that because on the one hand, you know, if I look at my life now, you know, we both shared a minute ago that we have, you know, a six-year-old, you have a, a boy or a girl. I got two girls. You have two girls. Okay. Me too. So, but I have a 24-year-old and a six-year-old, which is a whole other conversation, but I have a, a six-year-old and, you know, she has, I don't know about your daughter. I'm assuming it's the same. She's not been to kindergarten. Yep. Um, she's never, ever spent, I mean, like, if you think about it, you know, I'm 55 years old. I remember kindergarten like it was yesterday. That is a that is a um, a pivotal point in one's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and her kindergarten is spent on a Zoom and trying to, as you well know, trying to keep a six year old, you <laughs> know, from like not picking their nose. Good but, luck. You know, during it's good luck. It's not it's not so easy to do. But but the upside to it is that 
I'm here alongside her and we are getting closer because we're in physical proximity with each other all day um, than we wouldn't before. Um, there's not, you know, the travel that I was doing went way down. So I'm home and we are around each other a lot more. And, um, the things that, you know, when I, when I really look at the things that uh, sort of a different conversation, but when I, when I think about the things that I was spending money on, it, it was, you know, um, expensive restaurants, um, with, um, food that was very rich, you know, f- f- uh, pardon the pun, um, <laughs> you know, that was not the healthiest, uh, yeah. probably drinking, you know, too much great wine, um, you know, not feeling great the next day. Um, and buying a bunch of, bu- buying a bunch of shit, you know, always just getting out to work and buying something new, et cetera. And when I look at my life now, it's, healthier home cooked meals. Um, when the pandemic first started, I was definitely drinking a lot more wine. I'm not going to lie. Same. (laughs) Um, but as you know, like with anything, when you have too many jelly beans, if you like jelly beans, you eventually start to go, you know, I I, I can't keep eating jelly beans. So, you know, I'll tell you two glasses, but they were really three glasses that is now turning into for frankly, the first time ever, um, I got turned on to these things that are, that are, uh, they're called curious elixirs and they are mocktails. They're like really high end, amazing drinks without alcohol that you would think, oh, it doesn't have the alcohol. I wouldn't want to do it, but we got used to it. So it's like, you know, it's such a hard answer because it's like, I'm spending more time, you know, with my family, I'm drinking less, I'm eating better food, I'm training more. But on the other hand, you know, we're in this environment where, you know, certainly with California, it's, it's, it's like, you know, the insanity of like not being able to get your hair cut or go to the gym or like they, you know, we had restaurants here and they closed the restaurants, but they opened them for takeout, but the city owned the tables that were in front of the restaurants. So the city let them eat at the tables. So like everybody went to the restaurant and then just ate at the same table that they couldn't eat on. And, and it became a mess because there was nobody controlling it. So it was crowds of people around the tables that were owned by the city, Like it was like, nothing made sense. So it's, you know, it's, it, I, I like, I don't know how to answer it. It's so confusing. You know, what about you? You know, it is, um, it, it is right. It's kind of a, an interesting double-edged sword in the sense that, um, there were so many silver linings out of it that I'm extremely grateful for. Right. Um, and I was one of my one of my mentors. You know, Tony said, "You never waste um, a good chaos, right? Because the chaos is really where, like, the the areas of frustration or or the fear. It kind of creates this moment to moment awareness that you have a choice: you either lay down or you lean into it. And so, I feel like in a lot of the chaos that has ensued over the last." You know, year it's um, it's created more space and area for reflection. And you know, based on kind of what I call my north star and kind of the vision that I have for either my goals um, with business or with health or with my marriage or you know my kids or whatever it may be, um, it, it it gave me an opportunity to get even more clarity and to think even more critically around what I want that to look like instead of you know this 
kind of, I don't want to say opting into kind of what was around me at the, at the time, but it's kind of like, you know, the, the garden analogy, right? Of like, just because you set, you know, uh, the garden up one way and you had a good season doesn't mean that you don't, don't have to go back through and reweed it all over again and reset it back up for the next great season and what you're looking to accomplish. So for me, it was, um, it was great in that aspect of a lot of stuff that I was frustrated by or, you know, oh shit, my businesses or these assets are going to go under or whatever it is, right? And that that fear kind of created moment to moment awareness for me to step up and and really kind of transcend and break through some ceilings and make them my new floors, right? On the other side of things, um, you know, you look at all of the the challenges that you know people are going through, and you look at a lot of the stuff that's out of our control, and and I've kind of just. Um, I've tried to at least keep a lot of that stuff arm's length now and really just stay tunnel vision and throw kind of a, the blinders on for the race that I feel like I'm running and that I know I can kind of be my own jockey and versus Good. giving too much power away to the other stuff that I was, you know, <laughs> reading the news and the headlines and all the politics and all the bullshit that was going on. Um, what I'd realize on the days that I was off my game or I wasn't feeling so sharp or, or so grateful was the days that I was, you know, plugging in and tuning into to that shit versus the stuff that really was serving me and allowing me to kind of go and have my own ripple and trickle effect in the areas that I know I can impact in um, that were in my control. So it's been a wild year for sure on many fronts. Yeah. Sounds like you got some clarity. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think the biggest thing that, you know, most people are missing in general, right? Is if they were clear on what North Star they were marching towards every day, they'd know when they're on track, when they're off track, they'd know, you know, what to say yes to, what to say no to. And so I try and keep, um, at least in rhythms and cadences in my own life, um, uh, at least a couple opportunities every day or every week to, make sure that I'm clear on what I'm doing and where I should be going and who I should be spending my time with uh, and vice versa, the alternative of, of not, right? Um, but that's, that's a challenge. How do you kind of stay with both hands on the steering wheel in terms of where you're going and what kind of clarity you, know, you have in your life and what you want to be moving the needle forward on? Well, I am, um, I am an unbelievably structured guy uh, to a fault. Um, because, you know, like, so I, I'm sort of like the guy that feels that if he cleans his desk and organizes it, I'm going to get control over my life. You know, like I'm that guy. I'm the one who's like, tries to control his physical environment to control like his mental environment. I don't know if that makes sense. But no, it I'm, makes I'm very, total sense. Very, very organized. You know, when, when like, you know, I wake up in the morning at, 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 at 6 a.m., I, uh, I do a, a Zoom with uh, um, a guy named Bob Roth who um, takes me through a transcendental, 20-minute uh, transcendental meditation. Nice. Um, you know, at 6, 7, 20, my, my daughter walks in the door and we read together. Like, I've got, you know, everything detailed out. Um, and then... Uh, you know, and then in the, uh, in the afternoon, you know, once I I'll work until around 12 or one, and then my work day is done and then I, I switch it off and then it's working out. I'm down at the beach. Um, I live in Hermosa. Uh, I'm down at the beach from one to four and then I get home and it's, uh, you know, it's family time between four and eight o'clock. And then, you know, when that's done at eight, eight to 10, it's, it's uh, relationship time with the wife. So like, that's my day. Like that's, that's what I do all day. And I, I'm always trying to look at the day and I'm always tweaking it. 
you know, if I move journaling before reading in the morning, is that a better flow? You know, um, so so on the one hand, I don't have the mental, I don't have the the I'm not chewing up my my bandwidth trying to figure out what I want to do. It's like um, you know, the extreme examples uh, when St- Steve Jobs was alive, you know, he wore the the turtleneck every day because he didn't have to think in the morning. He wanted right. to get up and just he didn't want to have to think about it. So a lot of what I'm doing is the repetition of it, the 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 planned outness allows me in a weird way, freedom, because I know what I'm doing and I'm getting everything done. That's important for me and my priorities are being met. And so it allows my brain to be what I call mind like water, which I got from a guy named Robert Allen, who wrote a book called getting things done, um, which allows information to come into me. And I don't have to be worried about like, I, I, I can't, I can't remember that. I can't think of that because I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing next. I like, I like structure. It's really a long, a long answer to, I like structure. No, I, I can, can totally relate and agree to that because you, you hear people say like, ah, routines equal ruts, right? But for a lot of people, they equal rhythms that create flow, which creates productivity, efficiency, and effectiveness in their life. And I can relate to what you're saying on, on many fronts, just because it's kind of like, um, at least when I see the peak performers, and I know you've interviewed tons of them on your podcast, you know, the 400 plus interviews I've had on the show, um, every single one of them seems to have some kind of what I just call bumpers, um, you know, to their life or a bunker um, to time blocks that they know when they're in that arena, right? Or when they're bowling in that lane, they're not bowling gutter balls. They've got some kind of format framework structure that keeps them bowling down the lane, knocking pins over. Now it still pre, you know creates some flexibility in terms of maybe some of those time blocks, but there, there's there's purpose and intention behind how you're spending your day to set yourself up for the most productive and successful outcomes, right? I think so, but I think the other part of it too. There's a realization that I'm having as I'm as I'm getting older, and and the realization is that it's twofold. One is. Just because it's efficient and effective doesn't mean you should be doing it. Mm. It it should be more like, do I like my morning routine? Do I like my afternoon routine? Yeah. Does it give me energy? Does it excite me? Do I look forward to it the next day? Because that's where the passion is. You know, like when you're just doing something, you know, you could you could wake up in the morning and you could write a list of the hundred potential clients that you want to reach out to, to grow your business. And, that, and that's a fine exercise. You know, that's a, that's something that's good. Okay. Well, this person may be good for this, blah, blah, blah. But you hit a point where that doesn't feel inspiring to you. Like, you know, for example, I just, I watched, um, the Super Bowl. I'm not a football guy, but I'm, a, I'm obsessed with, uh, with Tom Brady. I can't, I can't, I can't like this guy gets younger every year. I don't know how the hell I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It's blowing me away. So I am excited that every morning I wake up and I read another five pages or 10 pages of the gospel according to Tom. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if he had a ghostwriter. I don't know if he did it. I don't know who the hell wrote it, but it's it's an amazing book. I got a chance um, to meet, uh, I'll show you. I took a, a mastermind group to Boston and um, I met with his, uh, his trainer uh, 
Nice. And um, we had a chance to have him train everybody that's in my masterminds on how he does what he does and how he was able to do it. And then we wound up going to lunch with his trainer, Alex Guerrera, and blah, blah, blah. But the reason why I'm mentioning this to you is because I get excited. I get excited. I just learned transcendental meditation. I love it. It is, it's not religious. It's not a guru thing. It's based in science. It's the best two. I I do it twice a day for 20 minutes. Jerry Seinfeld does it. Howard Stern does it. Ellen DeGeneres does it. It's a celebrity thing for sure. Um, Captains of industry do it. And I've just heard about it for years. And I finally did the four day course. It was worth everything that I, I knew. Anyway, here's the point. The point is that I wake up in the morning. I love to do transcendental meditation. I love to read Tom Brady's book. So if I don't love it, I don't do it. Whether it's efficient or whether it's going to make me more money, I have to love it because I'm not going to, it's, it's not sustainable for me. So part of my litmus test is, am I, do I, I'm not one of these guys, you know, I'm, I'm you know, this is going to sound very counterintuitive. Um, and, and I don't mean to be disparaging to anybody that believes this, but I'm not a hustly kind of guy. I'm not a grinder kind of guy. I do grind and I do hustle, but I don't hustle for the sake of hustling. I don't grind for the sake of grinding. I look at what I love and what excites me and I go all in. And sometimes we get these messages, messages like from the Gary V's of the world that are like, just, you know, wake the fuck up and hustle and keep going until blood is coming out of your eyeball. Like that's, that is not how I want to spend my life. I want to spend my life doing things that I fucking love that I'm passionate about. So it's got to have passion for me. I got to love it. And then I work on making it efficient. And then I work on putting it into the system. But the first step is, do I want to do this? Do I love it? I, I, I like that filter in terms of, um, you know, that being the first domino, right? Before you even think about knocking anything else behind it, is it something that you love to do, that you're passionate about doing? And then the, the I know the question that, comes to mind that I know a lot of early stage entrepreneurs, early stage business owners go, well, I can't just do everything I love, right? There's got to be that point in time where you kind of earn the right to say everything I'm going to do is going to be fun, right? And is, is going to be something that I love. But I'm sure at some point in your journey in your career, um, you had to do things that you didn't necessarily love, right? What do you say to that? It's a fair question. And here's how I would answer it. Okay, let me give you a real. I'll give you a real example. Okay. Cool. So I am in the process now of bringing twenty three people to Mykonos, Greece, as part of my next mastermind. Co- COVID willing, right? Yeah. There are things that are a pain in the ass about that. Like I'm, I, I, my phone is blowing up from Athens this morning because um, we're getting messages. This one wants to come two days early. This one wants to leave uh, a day early. This one wants, it's, it's logistics. I love so much doing these trips. I love so much the thought of getting on that plane 
and sitting my little prissy ass in first class and flying to Mykonos and, you know, putting the eye mask on and lying in the bed at night and waking up and I'm in the Greek islands. I love it so much that I will knock through fucking walls to get to those Greek islands, to, to get to those, the, the, the blue Aegean Greek waters of Mykonos, right? So is that hustling? Maybe. Is that grinding? Maybe. I don't really want to deal with the logistics of all the questions that I'm getting, but I don't care because I love it so much. So I have also had, true story, I have also had websites because I read the four-hour work week and I thought, well, I'll get a muse. I'll create a website that makes money um, and I don't have to be necessarily passionate about it. And so I had all kinds of websites. One of the websites was for hemorrhoid cream, okay? I could give, no pun intended, I, or pun intended, I could give a shit about hemorrhoid cream. But that's, but because I had that site, every problem that came up that was associated with it was like, one more pun, a pain in the ass. I did not care about it. So now the things that I have in my life, I love so much that even the pain in the asses, it's not that bad because it, the, the, I'm in the arena of what I love. I'm doing the thing that I love. Give me another example. I was a chiropractor for 25 years. The last 10 years, I fucking hated it. If one more person said to me, my neck or back hurts, I was going to shoot myself. I couldn't take it anymore. So everything was a problem for me. Managing the front desk was a problem. Insurance was a problem. The patients were problems. I was the problem. I was doing something I didn't love anymore. Mm. So for me, the litmus test, that first thing is passion. And then the challenges that come up with it, I don't really care. It's not as bad. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. 
So I don't know if that answers the question, but that's how I would answer it. No, it's it's good context, right? For and you and I were talking a little bit earlier before the show, and it and it kind of sparked the thought around this particular, really these two words, which is um, regret and fulfillment, right? And how many people spend the majority of their life um, doing things they don't love, right? Or or you know basically. Um, rationalizing excuses and thoughts that keep them in a track or in a relationship or in a job or, you know, any part of their life that they really hate and or or don't like or aren't passionate about, and they get to the end and they regret it, right? Versus the people who, you know, take some of these wild leaps of faith when you know sometimes your your mind or your body tells you that maybe you shouldn't or it's too scary or it's you know not the right time to do it but then they ultimately seek and and pursue and find fulfillment and passion and excitement what do you say to that person knowing that you've made some of these decisions and leaps in your own professional journey in your personal life going from you know maybe a career that you didn't enjoy being in to finding a path that obviously you're very fulfilled and, and, and happy. In. There is a still small voice that is inside you, that's inside me, that you can call it your inner being, uh, you can call it Charlie, uh, whatever you want to call it. There's something inside of you that you get a feeling that you get like this, this, this emotional indicator. It's like an emotional guidance system. Like you meet somebody and you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Or you go, um, you know, out to dinner someplace and you're like, I don't know what it is. I just love this place. Yeah. Like there is that thing that's inside of you that is constantly directing you on what to do and what not to do. And it's very quiet. That's the reason why meditation is so powerful because you quiet your mind so you can hear the damn thing. <clears throat> but if you listen to that voice and you follow what it tells you to do, which you can call your gut you will always go down the right path than if you don't do that. So if you are in a place in your life right now where you're in the relationship with the girl, the guy, and you're like, eh, just, just, it just doesn't feel good. Like, I, I don't know what, it, like, I'm, like, it's just not right. You can rationalize, well, you know, we have children and we're married and we got to give it a shot. And you should. But if it doesn't go away and it's still there and you know that it's time to move on and you don't listen to it, you're going to have a lot of regret because you're not willing to deal with the pain. And that's true for the job that you're in. It's true for the relationship that you're in. It's true when you, you know, when you get ready to jump in the shower and you look at your body in the mirror and you're like, this is not who I am. I don't even recognize this person anymore. All of that is messaging that's coming to you to either ignore or not ignore. And your ability to get in alignment with that, I think is where the hard work begins, but that's, but that's how I would answer that. I love it. I love it. Now, I know you do a lot of work with people personally and professionally through your masterminds, through a lot of your courses, through your ecosystem, for people that don't know who you are and kind of what you've been up to and some of the work that you have been doing. Just give us a quick rundown on kind of what your world looks like right now. So there are, there are, I like to answer this question by defining the problem that I solve, which we talk about, talked about earlier, which is around regret. So there's basically, there are three, three avatars, for lack of a better word, that uh, I'll work with. Um, the first avatar is the person who recognizes that they're made for more. 
I, I don't know what it is. What I'm doing now is, is okay. I have an idea of where I want to go, but I just know that I'm made for more. Mm-hmm. That avatar, we solve the problem through a course, which is called um, the Dream Life Business Accelerator. So it helps them get real clear on what a business could be that can help them to live the dream life that they're after. And we, we help them get out of debt. We help them save $5 million. We help them um, to... Um, uh, to uh, to come up with a dream life budget of how much their dream life would actually cost for them to live, things like that. The second avatar is the um, workaholic, um, the, uh, the 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 workaholic um, uh, person who's been doing it for you know twenty years. Um, um, the chiropractor who's been doing it for twenty years, the lawyer who's been doing it. I own an aluminum siding. Uh, company, um, but I'm starting to become bored. It was once a calling and it's no longer a calling for me. And for them, I have coaching where I work with them and say, okay, well, look, you know, you, you got some money, you figured out, um, that you're, you're, you're trying to come up with what your next act is. You want to do something that's inspiring. You want a new hill to climb. Let's work together and let's see if we can come up with something that's in alignment with this stage of your life. And that's more of a coaching product. And then the last one is the one you alluded to with the mastermind. These are people who um, have figured out what they love. They are doing it. They're um, high-end podcasters. You know, uh, somebody who has been, you know, has one of the most successful podcasts um, in history. Um, they don't view what they're doing as work. Uh, people who um, are on television, uh, authors. Um, radio personalities, um, dentists, lawyers—they, I, lo- they, I—they love what they do, but they're workaholics and they ignore other areas of their life outside of work. The relationship needs work. Their body needs work. They need more time traveling. They need more time having experiences because left to their own devices, they will stay and continually work until they drop dead over their computer. So, and for them. All these pictures that you see behind you are me taking, I usually take a group of 20-ish um, to different different places. So um, <clears throat> pre-pandemic, we we went to uh, Boston, the one I showed you there. Uh, we went to the, uh, the Red Sox batting cages and we had a batting contest there. Um, in uh, the next one, we went um, to the south of France and everybody flew into Nice and I had helicopters waiting for them, and I helicoptered them in like James Bond into Monaco. Um, and then the next morning, we had vintage cars waiting for them, and we went through the French Riviera. Um, I had uh, the following day, I had a speedboat waiting for them, and we went to Saint Tropez and went to party for the day. And then uh, the most recent one we did right before the pandemic was in Italy, um, and we went truffle hunting through the hills nice. of Tuscany. So, um, and that is really more of a dating site, to be honest with you, because what we're doing is we're taking uh, workaholic, I love what I do, entrepreneurs, and forcing them together in inspiring locations. And now that's creating a lot of collaboration and people building new businesses with each other in the group and all kinds of stuff. So long answer, but those are the, those are the three sort of things that we do. And I know a lot of people are going to want to check out what you guys got going on, where the next events are, what you know some of the products look like. Where is the best place for them to uh, check out more of what you guys got going on? Google Work Hard, Play Hard. You'll get it all. 
Cool. And we'll uh, include all of the links in the show notes, guys. So you can head over to millionairemindcast.com on Rob's episode. Rob, brother, I love what you're up to, man. Love the energy that you're putting out there and really just the impact that you're making in so many people's lives on all skills based on you know where individuals are at. This show is all about not just living like a millionaire in your bank account, but living like a millionaire in all areas of your life. We see a lot of people, and I know you do as well, right? Your products are kind of designed for them in terms of they have one of these areas kind of figured out and they're living like a millionaire, but then they're bankrupt in their marriage or bankrupt in their health, bankrupt in you know being a good leader or community member, whatever it may be, right? Um, so I just love what you guys are up to, man. And I appreciate your time today, you know, for a uh, pi- uh, kind of final thought and, you know, parting, um, you know, wisdom, knowing what one of the biggest problems is for the people that we're talking about, right? That you serve, you know, what's one thing that if integrated into their life today, taken away from the podcast would make a big difference for them moving forward in 2021? A morning routine. That is something that you wake that it's very cliche because everybody talks about a morning routine, but really take the time to take the things that um, are important to you, like meditating, journaling, reading, gratitude, all that stuff, and putting it into a system that you get up an hour earlier and you're committed to doing, which may be a little difficult in the beginning to do, but once you get it done, And the reason is you will start your day um, that if the rest of the day goes to shit, you will know that you have handled the things that are the most important to you and you will set yourself up for success for the day. Rob Mergentroy, appreciate you, brother. You got it, man. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So if you get any kind of value or you want to support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people. Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info and how you can connect with us live in person, all kinds of great valuable tools. You can get that over at therichlifeacademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know. Shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friend.